1925, when the Belgians colonized the area, which is now Rwanda, they placed the Tutsis in charge with the support of the Europeans. This decision led to the exploitation of the Hoodoo people at the hands of the Tutsis. The failing economy was a major factor behind the genocide, as was overpopulation and the resulting competition for scarce farmland and other resources. What happened in Rwanda is classified as a genocide because what happened fell under all of the eight stages. Classification, symbolism, dehumanization, organization, polarization, preparation, extermination, and denial. The Tutsis were considered better because they looked more like Europeans and were originally put into positions of power. Differences between the two groups were occupational rather than ethnic. Agricultural people were considered Hoodoo, while the cattle-owning elite were identified as Tutsi. Supposedly, Tutsi were tall and thin, while Hoodoo were short and square, but it is often impossible to tell one from the other because while the Hoodoo and Tutsi are often considered to be two separate ethnic groups, they speak the same language, have a history of intermarriage, and share many cultural characteristics. The 1933 requirement by the Belgians that everyone carry an identity card indicating tribal ethnicity as Tutsi or Hoodoo enhanced the distinction. Since independence, repeated violence has also increased ethnic differentiation between the groups. The Hoodoos, before the real killing began, started referring to the Tutsis as snakes, cockroaches, and trees to dehumanize them and make the notion of killing them less than humane. The Interahamwe was a militia which backed the Hoodoo form of government and were the main perpetrators of the mass murder, those later widened to mean any civilian bands killing Tutsi. Radio stations were created just to spread hate towards the Tutsis, as well as broadcast their locations to the band of Hoodoos intent on hunting them down. TV stations, reporters, and people on the streets also made the Tutsis feel targeted and invisible. Tutsis were separated out by the way they looked, since they were normally taller with lighter skin, as well as their identity cards with their ethnicity. The Indurahamwe murdered an estimated 500,000 to 1 million Tutsis in just 100 days using grenades, guns, bats, and machetes. Most victims were killed in their own villages or towns, often by their neighbors and fellow villagers. Bodies in the street were covered with banana leaves to hide them from aerial photographers, while the Hoodoo council members called what was happening a civil war and refused to classify the massive killing as a genocide. President Clinton also specifically avoided calling the massacres a genocide to avoid U.S. involvement. The U.S. did not intervene in the fighting, and instead, 80% of the discussion in Washington concerned the evacuation of American citizens, not helping the soon-to-be victims. President Clinton has referred to the failure to intervene as one of his main foreign policy failings and said that if they had acted, though they may have been unable to end the violence, they could have at least cut it down. Unlike the U.S., there were people who made a difference in saving the would-be victims. Paul Rusabagina, for example, is a Rwandan humanitarian who, while working as a manager at the Hotel des Mille Colines in Kigali, hid and protected 1,200 refugees during the genocide. All of them were still unharmed by the time the RPF took down the government. Thanks for listening.